0: As anticipated, the United States has vetoed a resolution at the United Nations calling for an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. That was the Algerian resolution, but they say they have a a competing resolution as they have grown increasingly critical of Israel's conduct in Gaza, especially on this offensive in Rafah in southern Gaza. Let's bring in Jonathan Savage, Fox News radio correspondent and WJR contributor. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. It certainly feels like there's a shift uh, when it comes to the U.S. at the United Nations and a pending resolution, does it not?
1: There is a shift. Uh, The U.S. is not quite on side with much of the rest of the world, uh, but it is moving farther and farther away from the Israeli position as well. Um, This resolution put forward by Algeria demanded an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. In fact, of the 15 members of the UN Security Council, 13 voted in favor. The UK abstained and only the United States voted against. And as a permanent member of the Council, the US has a veto. That means the vote failed to pass. The US resolution... Um, The rival resolution calls on a uh, six-week ceasefire. Uh, It calls on um, a a ceasefire that would allow and pressure Hamas into releasing hostages as part of a a longer-term pathway towards a permanent peace and, in a measure which takes the U.S. certainly away from Israel's position, a commitment towards a two-state solution.
2: How does the the failure to pass the arab act uh, resolution How does it affect the efforts to address the humanitarian crisis in Gaza
1: I think it does affect efforts um, it is seen. As being um, potentially a catastrophic situation in gaza it 's seen as absolutely a catastrophic situation so far that could and certainly uh, may only get worse. Um, Israel currently is planning a, um, a, a, a offensive in in Rafa in southern Gaza, um, and with one and a half million people sheltering there, there are enormous concerns about what that would mean for the civilian population so the hope was by um, the algerians and those who supported their resolution would be that this would put a stop to all that legally binding and prevent israel from carrying out that assault
2: jonathan savage the uh, with the algerian resolution going down uh with with a u.s veto what are the prospects for the u.s resolution and and the, i guess the middle road six week partial ceasefire
1: yeah, I don't think the the prospects are particularly high. Um, uh, if this is voted on at the UN Security Council, and there's no timetable even for that yet, you, you might expect other permanent members, Russia, China, to to vote against and veto. I mean, we've had very sharp criticism from those countries for the US for vetoing the Algerian resolution. Yeah. China saying it sent the wrong message and gave a green light to continued slaughter.
2: But the fact that Biden's ambassador is even floating this six-week alternative tells you something about the pressure he's under politically. It probably
1: does, yes. Um, it, it tells you something about about the pressure he's under internally and externally. Um, the fact is that the U.S. didn't simply say no, no ceasefire, allow Israel to do what it wants. It tells you um, that the, the mood has certainly shifted since the start of this war and, and inside the White House, whether that's based on President Biden and his team's own assessment, or affected by the pressure from the outside um, to to move away from fully supporting Israel, um, I think that that's a, a point for discussion.
0: John Kirby was saying yesterday that they weren't able to support the resolution because it would put sensitive negotiations in peril. They're saying they're still trying to broker a deal between Israel and Hamas to get the hostages out. Do you have any updates on, on this possible deal?
1: Yeah, this deal has been on the table for some weeks now it was put forward to Hamas uh, Hamas came back with their own counter proposals now um, the u s uh, admits that uh, Hamas's is- uh, conditions. Hamas's proposal uh, is obviously completely unacceptable to Israel. It has a number of conditions that Israel simply could not accept, including allowing uh, Hamas to continue and the removal of all uh, Israeli troops. Um, so I do- it doesn't appear as though these negotiations are going particularly well, but there's probably um, a feeling within the U.S. government that this is the only, um, the only route that they, they can travel on at this moment.
2: Uh, Jonathan, the Navalny death in, in Russia and U.S. now saying they're going to uh, uh, put sanctions against Russia uh, this coming Friday. Uh, why would these? What what sanctions could they be, and why would these, uh, you know, be more help more than the others?
1: Yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, the UK ambassador to the United States was uh, being interviewed by uh, Neil Cavuto. Uh, on our world this week, Uh, and she was saying that, you know, people think these sanctions don't do any good, um, but they do um, degrade Russia's ability to prosecute its war in Ukraine. They make it harder for Russia to do that, and they make it harder for Vladimir Putin to uh, spend money on what he wants to spend money on, also make it harder for Vladimir Putin to travel and go anywhere he wants to go, as well as senior members of his administration. Um, I think we'll have to wait and see exactly what uh, will come of these mm-hmm. of these uh, new sanctions later this week. Um, but there will, of course, be a lot of scepticism that they will make any difference because we have two years of sanctions uh, on Russia. Its economy is, is stumbling along, but it's, it's doing better than most people expected. And it's still able to put severe pressure on Ukraine.
0: Uh, meanwhile, this high-profile story of an American ballerina being detained in Russia.
1: Yes, uh, this is something which is obviously of a great concern. Um, the detention of a, a dual citizen, Kesnia Carolina uh, State Department, saying that they are aware of the case she is accused of um, working to assist Ukraine. Um, and, uh, you know, the state government say that they are very concerned. They, they, they urge U.S. citizens not to travel to Russia, that it's a dangerous place for U.S. citizens to be. Uh, and they're urging Russia uh, to release uh, all U.S. citizens that they consider to be unjustly detained.
0: Well, Jonathan Savage, thank you for keeping us up to date on world events. Fox News radio correspondent and WJR contributor. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. What Coming
0: other- up, something very Interesting. When,
2: when are, just a footnote to that. Oh. Right now, the, 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 there's a 60-buck-per-barrel cap on Russian oil. You know how much it costs for them to produce? 20 bucks. They're making 150% profit on a capped price. <laughs> so if they want to do something in, on, with these sanctions, that's right. how about lowering yes. that cap? And then we heard from Peter Meyer yesterday. He says, Let, let's flood them with American liquefied natural gas. Let's send a lot of that over to Europe That'll kick him right in the slats.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, coming that. up, we have swing voters. These people could decide the election, and they have some interesting point of views.
2: Oh, are they hot? <laughs> and the things they say about Joe Biden uh, would make what's left of his hair curl.
0: <laughs> That's next.